0: Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to TripleWell.com and check it out. But now we are facing this situation where consumers are telling us that they don't want to be tracked, and our responses have been, oh, no, no, but you can't have that. We want to know what you want, but you, you can't have that because that would make our jobs
1: hard. Welcome back to Pits Up. Joining us from Denver is Stephanie Griffith, who uh, I won't reveal her age, but uh, a few decades ago, your parents gave you the middle names, your opens are dead, which is totally applicable for what's going on today and what we're talking about. Can't believe that they're clairvoyants. And you're also the founder of emailpreview.io and you help... Lots of e-commerce brands with their email marketing, their SMS, I guess, sort of their direct line to their customers. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Lucas. I'm so glad to be here.
1: My pleasure. So, we're going to break it down to into a few episodes. You recently joined Chase Diamond, who's going to be on later. Redis from sun was there. Ben Jabawi from Privy was there. So, a few familiar voices to to listeners. But let's talk about changing metrics. So you did a wonderful Twitter thread, and one of the common items was just changing metrics. And with iOS 15 changing, we're losing open rate tracking, and we're losing IP address. Is there anything else that we're losing or or changing, if you want to just really recap for everyone before we get into the metrics?
0: Certainly. I mean, I think at a high level, what we're really seeing here is consumers in general, and which we are part of this population, ironically, are asking to be tracked less. I think we're going to start hearing the term trackless future in terms of what we're seeing for marketing and and having to get comfortable with operating Within that space, so I I do think that the the magnitude of this is probably far greater down the road as things are going to continue to shift and change. So at a high level, that's what consumers are asking for, and we're starting to see that come into play, of course, with Apple's iOS changes. So paid media, Facebook social ads were the first ones to feel that. Um, And I think we, on the email side, thought, oh my gosh, this is never going to impact us. How silly, what a whirlwind the last few weeks have been when, of course, they announced for iOS 15 the changes for mail privacy protection, which some of them have been around. So a key one that I think not as many folks are talking about but has been available and will continue to be available is also the ability to sign up with basically what's considered a burner email address that's already available today. I think it's hidden enough where most folks haven't chosen that. And I personally, as a user would find that very odd as a choice for things like accounts or billing, things where I really do need to get those communications. Um, And I think it's flown under the radar because lots of folks thought it was brand new and it, it really isn't. So there is that element as well. But I do think on a, on a bigger level, the irony here is that as marketers, we're like, hey, we have to give people what they want. You know, we want to make sure we're communicating the right message to the right people. But now we are facing this situation where consumers are telling us, and they're being backed up, of course, by Apple and the leading the charge, that they don't want to be tracked. And our responses have been, oh no, no, but you can't have that. We want to know what you want, but you you can't have that because that would make our jobs hard. So I think that's this interesting paradigm that we're seeing in terms of more of the, again, high level kind of big picture.
1: So what are the metrics to be paying attention to now?
0: I love the concept. um, I think summarizing it is really shifting things downstream. And also a key insight that came out of that roundtable was Katie Srini Vassan from Clavio talking about flipping the funnel. Um, I think that phrase really resonated for me and is how a lot of marketers are going to have to start looking at things. You really need to start looking at the bottom of the funnel, most importantly, and a lot of additional folks echoed that sentiment. Of course, clicks are going to replace the open largely, probably not right away. I think there's going to be this shift and people getting comfortable, but definitely start looking at clicks now, working to optimize where they're happening and understanding where they're happening within emails as well. I'll touch on a little bit more on clicks in a moment. And then of course, conversions. I'm largely an e-commerce marketer, so I'm going to consistently focus on revenue and sales. But even when you talk about B2B, conversions can look different. That can be a form fill or an event sign up or getting a different action to be completed. I can't remember who it was that, that talked about this on that round table, but there was very good insight there of defining the actions that make the most sense for your business. I think this was George from Message Bird, if I'm recalling correctly, Um, and making sure that you're putting in the mechanisms to track what makes sense to your business and that you really have this crystal clarity on why are we sending these communications? what do we want our recipients to do once they receive them and having those parameters in place where we actually can track that back for me another element that has stood out and this also came up i believe on the roundtable is really mapping the customer journey and mapping the full funnel i think that's something that depending on the organization you work for kind of falls by the wayside. There's certain things we put in place. We get really comfortable just looking at opens. (laughs) Did they open this email? Okay, great. Did they click this email? But really trying to understand at what point in the journey or at what point in the funnel these communications are going out and looking for opportunities to truly fill those gaps and properly nurture customers and also meet them where they are within their customer journey or life cycle. That's really going to be moved to the forefront. So I agree with both flipping the funnel. I think that concept is is really fascinating, but also sit down, really map it out, and I think that's where we are going to get some of those insights and identify gaps for where we're not actively tracking things effectively right now.
1: The last item that we have here is negative metrics. So what are negative metrics and how will they fit into the the whole picture? And I say this like it's A futuristic thing, but all of this is good stuff to be doing now. It's just going to make your your current measurements that much more robust.
0: Yeah, I thought that was excellent that that came up and I totally agree. So I think what's going to be interesting is if things play out the way that we expect them to. We are actually expecting to see opens be inflated by these changes. So the irony in us losing open tracking is that Apple behind the scenes is really going to be forcing those opens to occur. So I think we're going to see a bit of a struggle here where for a period of time, metrics are going to be very convoluted. Leadership that might be looking at some of those really top level components might get the false picture that things are better. And I think marketers know that below the surface, there's, there's really more happening there. So what we want to make sure that we're paying attention to is, okay, say things get inflated, people decide they want to send more emails, or God forbid, they want to engage in sketchy practices of, of list buying or things like that. And at, at the forefront, they look okay. We really need to dig a little bit deeper and make sure we are looking at unsubscribes and churn. So if you're sending more emails or if a tactic that you think is working is having a significant impact on an increase in unsubscribes, that is a key negative metric that we really should be paying attention to more than ever of course they're important today but i think now it's much easier to kind of gloss over them we take a quick look make sure you know they're they're above or below a certain threshold depending on you know comfortability for for certain touch points and for the business and that's just not really going to fly anymore also spam rate and spam complaints i think are going to be key and critical and again those are things that are available to us today that we should be looking at to make sure that people, you know, we're still sending those communications to people that they actually want to receive and we're not seeing an increase in people marking things as spam, which of course is that negative indicator that they're, they don't want these, these messages. And I believe it was, I think it was Jimmy Kim from Sendlane talking about the importance of, of course, where the click occurs. So yes, we need to be tracking clicks. We really are going to be moving a lot of our focus to that region, but if the click is happening on the unsubscribe link, that's also telling you something. So just the same way that you know, positive indicators of clicking on a, a good CTA or you know, nurturing someone to be conversion level, we need to f- stop and take a pause and understand if they're not taking that defined action that we want them to take, and they're actually taking the inverse ap- action of opting themselves out or marking as spam, why? We need to take a pause and really try to unpack where that misstep is and then make some changes accordingly.
1: That's brilliant, the just being the unsubscribe. You always have them. It doesn't matter. Like, you could literally send out an email that's just, here's a Starbucks gift card. It's got unlimited budget. Have a nice day. And somebody will unsubscribe.
0: Yeah, they're always going to do it. And I think it's been this scary thing. But what I think savvy marketers and marketers that are, you know, really in tune with the landscape and what we also want as consumers. So I always try to remind myself, any chance I get in terms of, of communicating this, treat your subscribers the way you want to be treated. Truly, how infuriating is it when you can't find the unsubscribe, you can't opt out from communications, you know, that you that no longer serve you, just make it easy to be treated the way that you would want We won't be able to get away with hiding the unsubscribe any further, which of course no one should be doing anyway, but we know does still happen. Those things are just not going to be okay anymore because then we're going to see even worse behaviors of spam rates going up, spam complaints, additional churn, and just overall negative sentiment. So we really want to balance, again, those negative metrics and make sure they're not increasing and try to focus on the positive metrics that we will still have access to.
1: That's perfect. And a great, great place to tease it and tease everyone to hit the subscribe button if you're on Apple, the follow button if you're on Spotify. And if you're listening on Amazon Audible, what the hell are you doing supporting Amazon on a pretty pro Shopify podcast?
0: (laughs) Smash that subscribe button.
1: Stephanie, where can people find you if they liked you enough to want to hear more from you, but not to hit subscribe for the next episode where we are talking about high intent captures.
0: Yeah. Twitter is my, uh, my platform of choice. You can find me at Steph, a S T E P H A K I W I or searching Stephanie, your opens are dead Griffith on Twitter.
1: Awesome. We will see you there. Brands like the Cake Store and Silver Street Jewelers are using OmniSend to add tens of thousands of dollars to their monthly revenue through automations. And one of the ways that they're able to do that is with OmniSend's massive integration library, they just announced partnerships with Gatsby, with Okendo for your reviews, for managing your micro-influencers. So start looking beyond just customers and using your marketing automation to connect with your micro-influencers. Great use of an SMS channel as well. OmniSend offers you free SMS credits if you're on the pro plan or higher, so check them out. OmniSend.com. Thanks much for listening.